0: Welcome to the Cindy Rushton Show, encouraging, empowering, and equipping as you step into your calling and life purpose. Here is your hostess, Cindy Rushton. Well, good morning, sweet friends. Glad you are here for this new show. I hope that you have had an amazing week. I know I have had an amazing week this week. Been busy getting a lot of um, awesome things done on my end, and I hope that you have as well. I am a bit mushy today because just a few moments ago, we just wrapped up our eighth session for our Jumpstart 2021. It is called Jumpstart 2021 Prep for Your Next Step. And in that series, we cover... Who you are, what you're here for, what you're to share, who your people are, why you're here for them. In today's session that I just finished recording, we talk about... Vision and what's your vision? And so, man, you guys have got to grab that set if you want to grab it. I've got a special gift for you because you're a subscriber. I have got a special 60% off coupon. It's all you have to do when you go to my website, cindyrushton.com, and you go into my e store. And this would be for anything I have to offer. You can use the coupon code next step. And when you type that in, you'll save 60% off of whatever you have on your wish list that you're buying there. If it's Jumpstart 2021, prep for your next step, it could be coaching. Maybe you need someone to come alongside of you and offer laser coaching. My laser coaching, can you believe this? It is a whole year of laser coaching for this normally $9.97. Again, it's 60% off. Can you even imagine that? here's how that works. Just to give you a heads up. Some of you may be interested in that because it's a crazy price. You'll get one coaching session that we get started. I get to know who you are. I get to know what you're about. We um, begin to do some uncovering what your your business is, what your purpose is. And we kind of just get to know each other because that is so important for us to be able to go forward. But then what we do, we get a strategy that we begin to work on together. And you get unlimited 15-minute sessions as long as you are working your plan. You're working your strategy. Now, I'm going to tell you, that is the ultimate thing that I could offer someone because it's pretty much just doing journey together and working together, moving toward your calling. But that is so I mean, I'm telling you, those 15-minute sessions are power-packed because we are working on strategy. We are working on what you need as your next step. So, that is one. I cannot tell you how much I recommend that. But all my other coaching packages are available, too. You can do monthly coaching. You can purchase a package that gives you anywhere from one to four sessions. And, again, all of those packages are are 60% off with the coupon code NEXTSTEP. Okay, without any further ado about that, I do want to dig into our topic for this week. This topic is a topic that I just, I felt like God was saying this needs to be part of the podcast. And what it was, it was originally written for an event that I did just last week, which by the time you hear this will be several weeks down the road. Um... But I spoke for a friend's event and it was about self-care, which to be, I'm going to be really blunt. I think we all do a crappy job with self-care. I don't care who we are. Our culture, even the people who think that they do a great job with self-care, many people uh, are doing cheap counterfeits for self-care and they're really not taking care of themselves in the process. So to me, this was such an important topic that I wanted to just bring it on into here. In fact, you may have seen the topic. It is eat your own cookies. Yeah. And you probably said, what is she talking about? (laughs) Is is It's February, Cindy, and you're talking about eating cookies? Are you off the range on your goals? No, 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 no. It'll make more sense as I share today. No, today we're going to talk about that you have an abundance full, lavish, overflowing life. Yeah. And how you can have that. I, you guys, Jesus Christ came to give us life. I'm talking about life. What does that mean to you? Let me share what Jesus said about it. If you'll turn with me to John chapter 10, verse 10, it says in the Passion Version, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Isn't that good? Stop right there for a minute. Let's just think about it. Yeah. He says, I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Mm. The Amplified Bible says it this way. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And don't miss it in the message. A thief is only there to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. Now go back through those and let's look at what Jesus' idea of life is. Get this. It's abundance. It is fullness. It is fullness until overflow or until it overflows. It is real life. It's eternal life. It's more and better than we have ever dreamed And it's work, work, work till we drop, drop, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I added that last part. None of that said that, did it? No, it's not work, work, work till we drop. It's not, it's not, it's not this burden that the world wants us to carry. It's life. It's overflowing. It takes care of you. So you are, again, so full till you're operating on an overflow, Overflow. It's in its fullness until you overflow. Yeah. Isn't that so good? Isn't that powerful? Okay, going back into this passage, I want to unpack it even more. The word life in this passage comes from the Greek word zoe. It is seen all throughout scripture. Strong's defines it as life the state of one who is get this possessed of vitality or is in is animate animate okay pause just a moment there kind of reminds me of some of my editors throughout the years i had one that She was talking about exclamation points. If you've read a bunch of my writing, you're going to see probably more exclamation points than you probably should. But I laugh at her. She was one of my editors and she said, you know, I'm having a hard time because she said, it is hard for me to take out your exclamation points when it's like you're this walking, talking exclamation point. Yeah, that's what we're talking about there. That is exactly the definition. It is being animate being like that walking exclamation point. It's like, Having that very living part of your soul, that life. It's that absolute fullness of life that's both essential and is ethical. I'm talking about that's both essential and ethical. That, that it belongs to God, but it's through Him as well into our nature. Okay? Deep stuff. You could think on this for a long time. In fact, this is an invitation to a conversation with God to see what he really means by real life, by life, fullness of life. Yeah, it's that life, and let me continue with Strong's, it defines it as real and genuine, a life active and vigorous, devoted to God, blessed in the portion, even in this world of those who put their trust in Christ. But after the resurrection to be consummated, by new accessions, among them a more perfect body and to last forever. Okay, hold on just a minute. Let's tap into that word abundantly. Okay, that word comes from Parisos. It's Strong's number is 4053. It originated from 4012. It's in the sense of beyond. It's a beyondness. I I love that this is similar to the words that we see in the Beatitudes of what we are to be. But it's that blessings that happens only as we get life in Jesus Christ. Right? It's so it's a beyondness. When we're talking about beyondness, we're talking about beyond measure. Like it cannot be measured. It's super abundant in quantity. But it's also superior in quality. So what you've got is not just a lot of it. So not just a lot of life, like eternal life. But you've got the quality of it by implication. It's it's excessive. It's exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. You've probably seen anything we could ask or imagine. Okay. It's exceedingly. It's very highly. It's beyond measure. It's more. It's the more. It's vehemently, it's superfluous. Oh man. Strong's concordance says it kind of like this, that it's ex- it's above a certain number, ab- a certain measure, a certain need. Yeah. It's over and above. It's more than necessary. Superadded,' exceedingly abundantly, supremely. superior extraordinary surpassing uncommon it's preeminent like in superiority advantage it, I'm talking about you guys this is a life that has advantages yeah it's more remarkable more excellent by the way this is just one passage but of life about life and the life that God has for us but guess what there's 135 occurrences of this word in scripture. It means both a physical life and a spiritual life. I'm talking about the physical being, your physical body, your being, but also your spiritual being. It's all of life, that all of this life is derived from and comes from God, the self-existent one, the one with self-existent life. But he shares this life, this gift with people. Creating each of us in his image, but also that means that we're created in the capacity to know this eternal life. And by being reborn, we can grasp a hold of this life. It's more than just a fire insurance policy out of hell, my friend. You're not designed or designated for you to be tired, for you to be weary, for you to be wore out, for you to be overwhelmed, overcome, depressed, or despairing. You have to be all there to fulfill the call that God has on your life. You carry something the world needs desperately. So we know you're called. We know you're set apart. You're destined to fulfill your calling and life purpose, you are a part of the kingdom of God, an image bearer, a part of the family of God. A part of the body of Christ. You are an ambassador. You are a disciple. And to be able to fulfill all you're called to do, you have to be all there. And you have to have, get this, life. The way that God intends for you to be able to accomplish this is by His giving you life. And He shares that life, that capacity that He has as life, the giver of life, the giver of eternal life. He shares that with you. Turn with me to Hebrews 12. I want to share with you how you can grasp on to the abundant, full, lavish, overflowing life in your every single day. Hebrews 12 verses 1-2 through in the Amplified Bible says this, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, Stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity." who for the joy of accomplishing the goals set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Oh, I love that verse. And I also love that verse in the Passion Translation. Listen to it from there. It says, As for us, We have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. Anybody need to let go of some wounds? Let me just tell you, those wounds are your weapons. Not to be used against you, but to be used by you. If you've got a wound, you can turn that back on the kingdom of the enemy. And you can use that for the kingdom of God. Okay? So we let go of the wounds... And we use them as weapons. Yes, we let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that we so easily fall into. Then we may be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. Shall I say, life? <laughs> We may be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path that has already been marked out before us. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation. And he now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. The message says it this way, do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, It means that we better get on with it, strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how He did it, because He never lost sight of where He was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, the cross, shame, whatever. And he's now there in the place of honor right alongside of God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Oh yeah. There are three secrets that we can learn from Jesus that will help us to grasp on to that abundant, full, lavish, overflowing life. It will help us to be able to take care of ourselves and make sure that we are operating off a of full, that we're not running on empty, that we're not running on yesterday, that we're not running on things of the past, that we're not being crippled, that we're not being held down by the things that are of our past, the things that we ha- that can trip us up. No. So how do we do this? We have to learn from Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. Is this passage good or what? So what am I meaning here? I'm meaning that, you know what? You've got a calling on your life. You've got a purpose for your life. You can't sit still. You can't be held back by your past. You can't carry those wounds or the sin around with you. You've got to instead strip all of that stuff away. You've got to press in and you've got to learn from Jesus so that you can be able to run life's race so you can fulfill your calling. So what are some things we learn? Well, I believe there are three big lessons we can learn from Jesus as we study his life. And I believe that these things are things that it's going to make or break us when we step into our calling, when we step into our life purpose. It's going to make or break us. So what are they? First secret is to come to a secret, sacred place. Yeah. Jesus set the example for this. We see many times through scripture that it was noted that Jesus would go off by himself to be with the Father. This was in the middle of very big demands. Just go through just one day this week and just read through the Gospels. I I love the book of Matthew. It's kind of I say jokingly that the book of Matthew reminds me of it reminds me of a daytimer. It reminds me of being able to take a peek and read his brain in a binder, as I would call it. But read through it. Take a look at all the things he did. Think about all the lessons he taught all along the way. Think about those things. He had a quite the ministry. He had a ministry that totally impacted his generation it totally turned the world upside down and it's never been the same as a matter of fact his things have impacted I mean all the world religions I kind of laughed the other day I was studying one of the things I've pursued for a very long time is a study in eschatology that's study of the end times and study of study of prophecy and study of the end times and the other day I was studying, And one of the things that the Lord gave me was that all of the other religions all have something very big to say about their view of Jesus. Every one of them, every one of them, they all acknowledge that he he was, but they just don't acknowledge all he was. Think about that for a moment. The most interesting thing to me, though, is that they all acknowledge him. They all do, even the Jews. They may call him a false prophet. They may call him a false messiah. They may reject that he's the messiah, but they still acknowledge him. I, I was looking and someone shared with me about the Dome of the Rock, that there's inscriptions all around the Dome of the Rock. And the most interesting thing about that the inscriptions, it happens to be that they are denying Jesus. They are denying the Trinity. I think that's very interesting, because our religion doesn't sit around talking about their false prophets and it doesn't talk about their leaders. It talks about the one true living God, right? Jesus impacted all of the world, including all of these other religions, all of them, and they all had. had they all try to undermine who he is, why? Because he is the one true living God. He is. The simplification of God into a person, into a man. The whole God of the universe coming to be inside of a person. Wow. So we could just see a glimpse of who he is. Now think about that. Think of how powerful. I am not undermining the, the personhood of Jesus at all, nor the divinity of Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is it's just a touch. I think about um, the the scriptures where Isaiah and John and different people were taken into heaven and they were given a glimpse of heaven. Do you know what's interesting to me about those glimpses of heaven? They They bring out that the angels, as they are going around the throne, are singing, holy, holy, holy. Let me just go back to the to the language. They didn't have the modifiers that we have, which is good, better, best, or, um, so on and so forth. More, You know, that adds weight, that adds volume, that modifies the word good or modifies the word holy to the ultimate holy. But what we can see is when there's a reference to the three, it is the ultimate holy, right? And so, You see, even there in heaven, the angels can't put into words the fullness of the holiness of God. How vast, how amazing. And every time they go around, they're seeing a different aspect, a different facet of God. That's why when we see the journey of humans people and men and women of God in Scripture, you see a constant revelation of a new name here and a new name there of God where He's introducing Himself as more and more and more of what we need all along the way. Our journey, we get to have more revelation of Him all along the way. Think about that. Jesus, we learn so much from Him. He What he did here on earth in his ministry is so powerful, is so amazing. We can learn so much from him and we should be because you and I are not intended to do this thing by ourselves. We have a great cloud of witnesses. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, enabling us to do the things he did and more. He said so. This is what Jesus said. And we have him working in and through our lives. We, we can learn so much from him because he has a constant revelation of what he wants to teach us so we can learn from him. And let me tell you, if he needed time with God, we needed even more. <laughs> he is the Godhead. He would pull aside to be in communion with God. We can pull aside and come into communion with him. But it requires that we follow his example. He set the example of coming apart to a secret, sacred place. Yes. He set the example, not just for himself, but for his disciples. And, and by the way, we are his disciples. What was the Great Commission? It didn't stop with the disciples for them to go and teach. But it was for them to go and make more disciples my brain spins at the people who do not understand and and that justify their lack of belief in the dispensation of the holy spirit he came so we could do the things that jesus did he came so that we could do those and more because he's with us and jesus is, has has defeated sin and death but even more so the way that we can do these things, we learn from Him, is to come apart and to be with with the Lord. Listen to this. Do you remember the scripture after they fed the 5,000? It was Jesus and His disciples fed the 5,000. If you look at John 6, it says that the apostles who had been sent out on a mission gathered together with Jesus, and they told Him everything that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a little while. Get this. Why? For there were many people who were continually coming and going. They could not even find time to eat. Now, back up just a moment. I want to bring out that they had just fed the 5,000. They had just fed the 5,000. Soak that in. But they had not found time for them to eat. I'm going to come back to this passage in a moment, so i act surprised, but we later see that Paul says, you who teach others, do you not teach yourselves? Yeah. You who are feeding 5,000, you don't even eat yourself? <laughs> Self-care is not an option. It is a key. You have got to take care of yourself and the first thing the first secret we see from Jesus is just that is coming to a secret sacred place having some things just for you to be able to come apart he sees how we do things we have a tendency to if we prophesy we go and we prophesy for them and then half the time what happens do we hear from god ourselves do we take care of for ourselves? Do we eat for ourselves? Do we teach to ourselves? Do we encourage for ourselves? I'm going to come back to this and unpack it in just a moment. But here, what is the answer? <laughs> I, I, I see this here. He says, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a little while. For there were many people who were continually coming and going, and they could not even find the time to eat, and they went away by themselves in the boat to a secluded place. I love how the Passion Translation pulls in, Mark 6, 31. It says, there was such a swirl of activity around Jesus with so many people coming and going that they were unable to even eat a meal. So Jesus said to his disciples, come, let us take a break and find a secluded place where you can rest a while. Have you ever experienced that swirling of activity? Of course you have. Come away, my beloved. You cannot care for others if you're not taking care of yourself. That brings me to a passage that really wrecks me and it makes, takes me to our second secret, the biggie. It's, look at what Paul wrote in Romans 2, 21. I just alluded to it a moment ago, but it says in the NIV, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourselves? I love how the Passion Bible just, I'm talking about, let puts it all aside and says it this way. It says, so let me ask you this. Why don't you practice what you preach? Oh, Ouch. Now, you may have heard that, and it may, that may have just rolled on over your back. That just may have just rolled on by you. Slow down just a minute. You who worship, do you worship yourself? For yourself? Just you and God? You who teach, what have you been learning lately for you? Mm. Just you, not to share, not to preach at somebody. For you to practice. For you to be filled back up. For you to be ministered to. Oh, speaking of ministry, you who minister. Do you you minister to yourself? You who encourage. Do you encourage yourself? You who prophesy. Do you hear God for you? You who help others. Woo, you helper. Do you experience God's help first, help helping yourself? You who serve, do you let God serve you first? Mm. It reminds me, and this is what where the title of this broadcast comes from. A while back, I had a counselor that she and I were um, doing some different things, and I'll never forget this. This was a moment that really messed me up, you guys. I was just back in ministry, back uh, full-time in ministry, as a matter of fact, and I was meeting with her, and she asked me, she said, okay, let's look at your schedule, and so we started looking at my schedule, and I was pretty proud of it, you know what I'm saying? I had balanced everything out. I had um, got, you know, the time to work on my business, work on my, have my quiet time, take care of family. And I had my schedule back out. Just, you know, kind of where I wanted it to be. Is being, I was being productive, you guys. Very productive. But she, she said, wait just a minute. I just see something. She said, you know, I, are you telling me that you're having like an hour and a half of your quiet time each day? I said, yeah. I said, it's really been really good. I've been studying something. I told her what I was studying. And she said, wait, but, okay, hold on. It looks to me... Like, your day is pretty much a 18, 20-hour day. And you, you're not even having a tenth of it spent in time with God. I, and all of a sudden, I found myself kind of going, deflating as a balloon. This was not her purpose, by the way. Deflating as a balloon and thinking, well, that's kind of right. Ouch. I am a minister. If I'm going to minister, if I'm going to teach, if I'm going to prophesy accurately, if I'm going to have enough, man, I was feeling guilty for the hour and a half I was spending and feeling like I needed to wrap it up so I could get on with my day. And she told me something. She said, Okay, I'm going to ask you during the next week. And she said, Really, for a little while, I'm going to ask that whatever you get from God, that you don't. Share it yet, and I was kind of confused because you know, I've been to school, I've been trained, I know how to do this stuff, right? You do too, you know what I mean. Here, think of yourself getting the same advice because I'm about to give it to you. She said, But Cindy, here's the deal she said, The way I see you, you're like that person that you bake a plate of cookies, and instead of having any for yourself, you are just out there giving to everybody else your cookies. And she said, have you ever thought about that you, that God may want for you to eat your cookies? She said, as a matter of fact, I think that he wants for you to eat your cookies and not share them this next week. Whew. What she did inside my gut hit me on a level that I have no words to express. But because I, I think it confronted something in me that was so superficial. It was not going deep. And, and here's the thing. How can I prepare leaders in a deep way? How can I fulfill my calling if I'm not first doing it and living it myself? For one thing, you don't want anything that I would not be having myself. If I'm finding myself operating at a real, just above the surface way, I'm doing it as a to-do, and then I'm maybe even using that, what I'm getting to come and teach, to me that is so inferior to first it being for Cindy, and it being so deep that it transforms Cindy, and gets the stuff out of Cindy, so Cindy's then ready. To pass it on, and the Bible again, going back to that beginning, the passage we were just at earlier. Remember what it said. I'm, I, I'm, I've come to give you life. I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow, until you overflow. So, coming back to what happened with that that week. She, she gave me this picture. She said, Cindy, just see yourself with a plate of cookies. And, and what I'm saying is you can't share them. She said, you can eat them all at once if you want to. You can eat some every day. You can eat them throughout the day. You can do whatever you want with it, but you don't share any. It's for you right now. It's for you. This kind of reminds me of that little saying many people talk about like if you're on an airplane, one of the instructions is that in case of a disturbance, in case of a problem, the oxygen masks are going to come down and it's to be put on your nose and then you can help other people. But I want to back up. I don't like that that explanation. I'd rather go back to can you eat your own cookies. Eat your cookies. because. Here's the deal. We're not talking about eating cookies when you're stressed. And when you could, if you, if you are stressed in the middle of this, great, but that's not the point here. This is talking about taking care of yourself and getting life inside of you that is so full, so lavish, so abundant, so overflowing that it just flows out of you. Okay. Are you now with me here? You who teach others, do you teach yourselves? You who worship, how long has it been? Can I ask you, how long has it been since you've just studied something because you want to know more, that you just got lost in the word and it just tasted so good that it was like cookies? Not because you're planning a lesson, teacher but because you just lost time just for you. Whoo! somebody's with me now, huh? Worshipper, come on, I'm going to get on you for a minute. How long has it been since you just worshipped? You got off the stage not being seen by somebody else and you just let Loose! You just touched the helm, and you got the power from him. That you just got so full, you were on an overflow. Who? You who prophesy. How long has it been since you just sat and snuggled up with your Abba Papa and said, let me hear your heartbeat? Papa, Daddy, I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you have to say to me. How long has it been? Could it be the reason we don't hear His plans for us? That we don't see His vision for us? That we don't know what He wants for us? That we don't know who our people are? That we don't know our message? That we maybe are sharing some stuff that's just fallen to the ground? is because we haven't been hearing Him ourselves. You who help others. How long has it been since you've let others help you? Man, there's something sick and dysfunctional about our body of Christ. Too many are out there and they have long ago forgot the one who wants to commune with them. They've got busy teaching, busy worshiping, busy prophesying, busy helping, busy serving. Can I ask you, how long has it been since he has been allowed in your life to do these for you? Yeah, self-care is not selfish. Self-care is not an extra. It's essential. You have to practice on yourself. You have to eat your own cookies. Are you tired and you're weary? Can I ask you, are you helping the helper? Yeah. That brings me to the third secret. (laughs) Take a peek at Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavily burdened. By religious rituals that provide no peace. Ooh. Does that just dovetail right off of what we just said? Yeah. Not an accident. You know what? We will find no peace, no rest. We're going to get tired and wore out. We're going to be overburdened. We're going to think it's all about us. Unless we will let us be about us first. Yeah. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary, you're heavily burdened by religious rituals that that provide no peace. I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I'm gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. My burden is light. Yeah, learn from him. This is the third secret. Learn from him. He says, learn from me. Follow me as my disciple. Okay, remember what he said in the Great Commission? We are to go and make disciples. Well, how do we do that? We first have to be the disciple. Are you tired? You wore out? You burned out on religion? He says, come to me. Yeah, this is from the message. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Your life. That's Zoe. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. The Passion says it this way. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Do you remember how Jesus did it? This is not just how we teach. It's not just how we minister. It's not just how we preach. It's not just how we prophesy. It's not just how we help. It's not just how we serve to bring healing. No. This is how we also take care of ourselves. This is how we let others in the body take care of us as well. Before I dig into the next few verses, I want for you guys to know that I am fully aware of Mark 10, 45, where Jesus said he did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life for a ransom. I understand that he said that. I get it. But I want to take you somewhere I think that's going to mess you up and help you to take better care of yourself. Do you remember how Jesus did it? This is not just not just how we teach, not just how we minister, just not how we preach, but this is how, also how we take care of ourselves. We let others in the body take care of us. Think about Luke 7. Jesus let Mary wash his feet. Uh-oh, that's not all. Think about Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. When Jesus let, yes, yes, let Zacchaeus minister to him by preparing a meal for him. Oh, yeah. Do you remember where he went into the home of Mary and Martha? And he and and Martha was preparing a meal for him. But Mary was sitting and learning at his feet. Guess what? He let her do that he let Martha prepare. Now, he did correct Martha where Martha wanted to tell Mary what to be doing and how to do it. But get a picture here. Just like Zacchaeus, he let him prepare a meal. He was letting Martha prepare a meal. He just wasn't letting Martha tell Mary how to do it. Come on. Yeah, because he let women minister to him. And it was ministering to him that she was sitting at his feet learning from him. She was doing the thing that was needed, remember? She wasn't distracted by all the serving. But it didn't mean she didn't do serving. That's not what he was saying. He tells us to work six days, rest one. Remember the principles from Scripture? Those principles are for life. But he, he loved minister people that ministered to him just as much, even though he was here to serve. Think about Mark 15, verse 41, when the women ministered to him. They traveled with him, and and look at this. They followed him, and they ministered to him. That's what Mark 15, 41 says. They traveled with him, they followed him, and they ministered to him. Think about Luke 8, 3. They supported him financially. Yep. Joanna, the wife of uh, Tuza. Um, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, but anyway, she's a wife. Herod's steward. And um, Susanna and many others, they supported him financially. He let them. He let them. I want to ask you today, are you letting other people minister to you? Are you daring to be real and vulnerable? Are you a part of the body? Are you cutting yourself off? I'm telling you what, you cannot go cutting yourself off from the body and expect to really be able to minister to the body. No. God intends for us to be one. Why? Well, take a peek at 1 Peter 5. In the Passion, it says in verse 8, Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. And get this, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. How do you know what others are experiencing? How do you stay strong together? Well, it's because you are vulnerable. You are real with each other. You're together. You're not cut off as being above and beyond. Being apart from them. I've seen so many pastors, and I see it a lot, where they are so out of their bodies. Out of their body. They're away from their body. That's not healthy. They have their row they sit on. Come on. Only pastors can sit on this row. This is where the pastors sit. I remember when I was a kid, the pastors always sat up at the front. Up in the church. Up on the platform. Come on, you guys. We're all the priesthood of the believers. That is that is what Jesus says. We're all part of a body. Not somebody. Bi- God didn't make you to be a crown. He gives you crowns, but he doesn't make you to be the crown on the body. That's separate from the body. Got your separate little position. No, everybody needs everybody. You're not here to do this all by yourself. And you are no more important, no less important than anybody else. No. How do you know what others are experiencing? How do you stay strong together? You've got to be real with each other. And why? Again, because the, the devil's come to steal, kill, and destroy. The way you have life, abundant life, is that you do this thing, life, together. Why? Because he's like a lion. Let me talk to you for just a half a second about what is a, what does that mean that he's like a lion? Well, first of all, it means he's not a lion, first of all. He's just acting like a lion. He's the biggest counterfeit you're ever going to run across. I've got other episodes on this. And you can tune into those. Please don't miss those because they're very important. They're important to you fulfilling your calling because you have an enemy that's going to come against you. You've got to know how to get beyond what he is going to throw at you. He's here to steal, kill, and destroy you. Here it says, listen to this in the Amplify. It says, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Note, he is hungry. He's hungry for your blood. He's, He's hungry for what you've got that's on you. The blood of Christ is on you. is covering you. He's hungry for your calling, your anointing. He's hungry for your purpose. He wants to devour it. He doesn't want you fulfilling it. Because what happens when you are taken out? You're part of a body. And if you're taken out, then there's other parts that are not getting the ministry that you're there to provide. If you're a voice... There are parts of the body that are not hearing the voice of God that would come through your voice. If you're the hands that serve, if you're not able to serve, there are parts of the body that are not being touched and taken care of. Hmm. The enemy, he's searching like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Think about it. The the lions are hungry. They're ruled by their hunger. They're always on the prey. He's always on the prey. He's always looking for how he can devour you because he knows what you carry. He knows who you are. And he wants you out of it. And how does he do it? Like a lion. Says here, he's searching for one to devour. Do you know how lions hunt? They come against big flocks or herds. And the way they see, because they don't see like we see. When they see a herd or they see a flock, all they see is like this big mass. They're not sure if that is a big predator coming after them or if it is a flock with their next one that they can devour. But they can't attack the whole herd. So what do they do? They prance. they, they, They pounce. They roar. Loud. Their whole purpose is to try to frighten just one. And when that one isolates, yeah, now you're with me. When that one gets afraid and it runs apart from the flock and it isolates, then, then the lion devours. The enemy, he wants the same thing in you. He doesn't want you taking care of yourself taking care of the body, being a part of a body. He wants you isolated because he's seeking someone to devour. How many pastors have cut themselves off from the body and they fall? They fall into their porn. Do you know the numbers? That 90% of our pastors are involved in pornography. Are we shocked when they don't let anybody in that office? When they spend all those hours in that office without any accountability? Are we we shocked when they don't ever be, they're never a part of a small group? Or that they handpick their people that are in their small group? They're not out in the small groups. Shock when they are devoured. We get real when we are around people, when we are exposed to the body of Christ, when we can grow with them, when we learn with them, when we're real with them, when they can read our mail. When we let them minister to us and we minister to them, we, are, we become more. We become family. So we have to be alert. We have to be aware. We have to be cautious. That enemy of yours, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack. Rooted. Established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and your sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. You don't deal with life alone. Amen? Because after you've suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts His blessing and favor, who called you to His own eternal glory in Christ, will Himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. The Passion says it this way. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil's poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. Yeah. Let's eat your own cookies. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this word. Lord, I love that you want us to experience life and you want us to experience it in such a way that we can overflow into the lives of those that you place around us. Lord, I thank you that we're part of more than just ourselves. What we do is part of the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom. When we step in and we step up to our calling and we walk it out, When we live out our life purpose, we are part of a body. We're part of the story of your kingdom. We can't go and do this on our own. We have to be part of the body. We have to be part of the vine. We have to press in. We have to come apart and be with you. We have to be in such an overflow, letting you do in us what you want to do through us. God, today I ask you just to teach us, help us to learn from you. Oh, Jesus, thank you for modeling it so beautifully. And Lord, I believe this is an invitation to more of a conversation with you. God, help us to be able to learn from you, to learn with one another, to stay in communion with each other. Because what you are calling us to do is so important right now. Right now. I hear an an, 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 and, and immediacy. It's what you're wanting to do with us is immediate. It's right now. It's not a put off till later. It is a now. And God, I just thank you so much for this. Move among us. Teach us. Be our teacher, Lord. You're so faithful. You're so wonderful. We praise you. We keep our eyes on you. For it's in Jesus's in Jesus' beautiful name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being with me today. I want to thank you for being a part of the show today. I do want to just mention one more thing. I don't want to leave this show without giving you a next step. I don't know what your next step is. Maybe it's to follow the show. You can find me at any of your favorite podcast places. Just look up The Cindy Rushton Show and subscribe. And if you want to see my website, you can go check it out at thecindyrushtonshow.com. You can also look me up, CindyRushton.com, uh, and check out my e-store. There may be, uh, you may have courses that you may want to follow, or you may even want to hire me for some coaching. Whatever your next step is, please do it. And by the way, that coupon code, if you use the coupon code NEXTSTEP, it will save you 60%. Can you beat that? I do that because I want to remove any obstacles that can be there to you taking your next step. I am here for you. I want to see you succeed. So get connected. Take that next step. And by the way, I look forward to getting to see you again next week right here on the Cindy Rushton show. Have a great week. If you need anything between now and then, contact me. I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. And that's a wrap for the Cindy Rushton show. We will be back next week for another awesome show. If you can't wait until then, check out other great episodes and our show notes online at our website, cindyrushton.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our show at any of your favorite podcast services so you don't miss even one episode.